0: Welcome to Space to Floor NBA Podcast. My name is Connor Geeland. And I'm Connor Flannery. This is our 14th official episode. Today we're talking about the Wizards. Basically, they're one of the worst teams in the NBA, and they really shouldn't be. And You would not have expected that coming into the season. Yeah, and it's, there's been rumors out that they're actually open to trading their two stars, Bradley Beal and John Wall. And, and their entire team and their entire team they've, they've
1: uh, uh, you know i guess according to Woj and other reporters um they've sort of just put their entire roster under the trade block which would be surprising really for any team but it kind of makes sense i think at this point for the wizards after such a poor start to the season
0: yeah uh do, do you know what their record is check that right now um yeah, it, it's it is 6 and 12 six and 12 and that's like second to last in the eastern conference yeah, it's 11th place 11th place, 11th place. Uh, but um and, i and, guess they're and the things yeah. the wizards are a playoff team if you just look at their roster i would, you would say, expect that i would say they in terms of like power rankings in the eastern conference i would put them at five or six i think indiana is mm-hmm. just more of a complete team so i'd put them at six but yeah i th- i think The Eastern Conference is very top-heavy, but outside of that, it's not that competitive. The Wizards should easily kind of slip into a roster spot, but they really haven't. Why why do you uh, think that is? I mean, like you're saying,
1: this is the same sort of two top-heavy, like in terms of John Wall and Bradley Beal, the same two sort of star players that we've seen them run with for the last handful of years and make the playoffs with so you would you would have expected the same thing and not to say that they can't make the playoffs this year but it's definitely not looking likely right now i think that part of the reason that that they have been playing so poorly is because the players just playing with each other on the court don't look very motivated they don't really look like they care about the outcome of the game the starting unit that is they don't look like they want to be playing with each other and they look pretty incompatible on the court, just in general. That like lack of motivation.
0: Yeah, and I remember that after John Wall did something or made a comment, Bradley Beal turned to the stands and said, "I've been dealing with this for seven years." Yeah, uh, which is just a pretty kind of petty comment. But I, I think that actually speaks a lot in a moment of fu- in a moment of frustration. Mm-hmm. That he's just like he he seems kind of sick and tired of it. Which I think definitely it could be and i think i think also that quote is important because it shows that
1: you know despite that we've seen them be a somewhat successful team be a consistent playoff team there's been stuff going on behind the scenes that had that didn't really come out until the season even though clearly bradley beal isn't hasn't been happy with management or you know with john wall
0: or, or the rest john of the wall, team the whole for ev- the last the whole everybody eats scandal yeah where like he said uh, Martian Gortat was like, "Oh yeah, we play so much better without you." I, <laughs> there's just been like horrible locker room cancer going on. Yeah, and, like this is with Dwight Howard like only playing like three games. Yeah, Dwight, How- Dwight Howard could honestly just like turn that from into, like a seven yeah, into yeah, a ten yeah, yeah. on the crazy kind of scale. Yeah, no, I mean, the
1: the lock the, 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 there are clearly problems within the locker room with the players as a whole they're just
0: not getting along Yeah, and that obviously can lead to a bad performance but personally they gotta fire scott brooks (laughs) yeah i I think i personally am under the belief that scott brooks is a bottom three coach in the league bottom three bottom three coach in the league he's so bad connor he's so bad i think that can literally they're six and twelve right now and they should be a playoff team i understand his first year was decent when they made the playoffs with like Mm -hmm. 47 wins or something yeah they, they have the same roster essentially as that, and they've, he's been so lazy from what I've seen. To be honest, I understand what you're saying
1: because, in my opinion, the single most important thing that a coach does, even more than how you're running the offense, how you're running the defense, I don't care what it is, the most important thing a coach can do is manage his locker room. Greg Popovich will forever be one of the greatest coaches of all time if not the greatest coach of all time because he handles the locker room so well. The the Spurs have been such a success, successful team for the past 20 years because Gregg Popovich makes every player in that locker room buy into being a Spur and getting along together. Okay, but still his Xs so, and
0: Os are horrible as Okay, well. yeah,
1: yeah. So why I think that you're right and that Scott Brooks is a terrible coach right now, is because he is not getting the Wizards to get along. That is, true. and no matter how good of a coach you are in terms of X's and O's, no matter how good your team is in terms of talent, if they can't get along off the court, they're not
0: going to play t- well together on the court. It does not matter. Yeah, but if you just look at at his X's and, X's and O's, I was really able to like kind of quantify this when watching like a video on YouTube from a funky diabetic, but they. It's they just so repetitive. Same, I, I yeah. watched a Wizards game and I realized he was so right. So, this is partly his thinking, partly mine, but just it's just so repetitive and it's just way too go out there and do what you want. It's similar to what he did in OKC mm-hmm. saying that, hey, we have the talent, so just like go do your thing, kind of what Billy Donovan yeah. does right now. Like, it just it's just not okay basically you just get either a john wall ball screen or a bradley beal isolation every possession and they do the mm-hmm. same set every possession and after after like that first season where like I, it, it was more diverse that first season but like after a while defenses just catch on to where you like they know yeah what you're doing yeah. this is not acceptable and i think it's just so lazy as a coach mm-hmm. to where that's not acceptable when you're getting paid millions of dollars. Exactly They're- Scott Brooks is not keeping the defense guessing.
1: Yeah, and right? that, that's
0: why I personally I, think he's a bottom three I coach think in the league. I I, I, agree. I understand what you're saying. I don't agree that he's a bottom three coach in the league. I would. I can only name one coach that might be worse than him, Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan's worse than him. I, I can't think of another one. Off the top of my head. Ty not in the league anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Off the top of my head, I don't know. Like I don't I don't know who's, who's I'll, much we'll, worse. We'll, I don't know. Think about it in, but, back, in the back of your mind as we Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. It's so, horrible. I, I I legitimately think if they had a decent head coach, they would be five hundred. I think they would be eight and eight or nine and nine rather. A decent head coach meaning a head coach that handles the locker room better. No, a head coach Just that handles runs X, X and knows better. Yes. But that being said, their defense, which is still coaching, but it's more like hustle plays and how much the yeah. players actually care. The the defense is horrible. Remember, yeah, there was a play that's a la- lack of effort. There's a, a, there there a play last you know. night when Kawhi Leonard got the rebound and took it coast to coast and just ran past all <laughs> of the Wizards' defenders. Just because it, it wasn't even that they didn't get back; they were kind of getting back, but just they no just one wanted. To, yeah, no one wanted to pick up the ball. They were like, "Oh, someone else will do it." And he just mm-hmm. he just literally he, he didn't get touched. That's what I mean by
1: the. I think the Wizards. The, f- the starting unit, does not seem concerned of whether they win or lose the game. Yeah,
0: and they are a very top-heavy team, too. Mm-hmm. They also they do not
1: have a good bench. Which is credit to Scott Brooks. Cre- Scott Brooks is actually playing the the second unit, the bench, a lot because they're the only ones who look motivated.
0: I think that's true. He's
1: playing them more than Thomas would Thomas Sadaransky is
0: underrated, bro. I legitimately think, mm-hmm. well, we'll get into this, I think if they would trade John Wall... Like Thomas Sadoransky could be an average starting point guard.
1: I I think so.
0: Thomas Sadoransky is a very solid play. Okay, Um, so we have the top three players on their their team, John Wall, Bradley Beal, and Otto Porter. I think he's notable about this because he's taking up so much salary cap. Also because he's young and he could be an uh, asset to a younger team. I think that's fair.
1: But I'm not even sure he's plainly the third best player on the team playing like, keith like is a top. Playing, keith is playing pretty well right now and i'm not sure that Otto i, th- Porter I is. think
0: his age just makes him yeah a
1: value. Yes. Uh, oh in terms of value yes because Otto port are still only 24 25 yeah. yeah but um let's talk about is it time to blow it up
0: to me this is a pretty obvious answer it's got to be time like right, say, blowing it up as in blowing it up trading, as in, trading away one of your players or blowing up as in trading away one of your players for young players because those are two different things. You could, there's, yeah,
1: I, I think you look at what is on the table. You don't want to decide which one you're going to pick. I don't think until you know what trades are out there. Okay, so you can't if really say
0: yes or no to blow it up.
1: But are, like, yeah, are no, you asking well, trade I mean, one? I mean, blow it up as in like you're getting rid of the, you're, you're pretty much you're just changing up the current
0: roster. Okay, you're just make, blowing make it up a trade of one of your top three guys.
1: I'm not saying trade everybody for future picks and become the worst team in the league and like just tank this year because i'm not sure that that's what they should do because i think that they still have solid assets and solid players that can go out and win games for them especially if in the locker room they're they're getting along i don't know if you get if you get rid of whoever it is in the locker room that's causing problems i think it's john wall if it's if it's john wall then trade john wall and keep Bradley Beale. And maybe you get something for John Wall. Maybe you get another, maybe not somebody with John Wall's caliber, but somebody that can help you win now. And that's the difference between Bradley Beal giving 50% effort and 100% effort. And that, that's a huge difference all of a sudden, even if you downgrade in talent. But I think that it's no, no matter what, they have
0: to do something. And I'm just glad they're putting everybody on the train block because something needs to change. First thing they should do is fire Scott Brooks. <laughs> I, okay. I legitimately think that's a problem. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's a good piece of the problem. I think that could be legitimately half of the problem. I I'm not going to
1: say that you're wrong, but I I feel like they should at least give I I don't know what Scott Brooks is doing behind the scenes. If maybe Scott Brooks is doing everything in his power to try to sort of control this team and they and he just can't and that's why everybody's in the trade block because he can't handle the personalities and that's why people need to go. But I think that uh, So unless that's really the case, or unless uh, unless Scott Brooks is really just bad at handling the locker room, unless it's really his fault and you're 100% sure of that, I think you have to give him a chance, right? And And just give him the benefit of the doubt that it's more the player's, you know, sort of animosity towards each other rather than his inability to control them. Okay. I th- so yeah, so so, so let's, let's
0: say let's say they try to trade one of them. Which yeah. one, first of all, which one would you try to trade?
1: John Wall. Because
0: you will not be able to trade
1: John Wall in 3 years. You have to trade John That's Wall this true. year That's because true. right now John Wall is getting paid $19 million, million dollars a year. John Wall has a player option in 2022-2023 season for $47 million, 46.8, for his, close to 46.9. That is ridiculous. That's so ridiculous. As
0: by that point, he's 28 right now. In 2022, he's like a 32, 33-year-old yeah, guy. He signed the Supermax this offseason, the Supermax extension, which he was able to do because he actually made the third-team All-NBA for the first time in his career, actually.
1: Yeah, I mean, you guys... You basically what I'm saying is you have to trade John Wall this season when another team only has to match 19 million dollars rather than if you wait until yeah. next season they have to match 38 million dollars. Th- that's
0: why the Clippers were able to trade Blake Griffin.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's the same but now kind of the situation where really aren't exactly. So so if a player's salary jumps up one year, all of a sudden they're so much harder to trade. You most teams can't come up with the money to give to you know to to match 30. $38 million, even if they would like to. And and then if if they can match it, then you're going to be getting a guy like Chandler Parsons or something that's getting paid way too much yeah. money for what they're actually worth. So I think that what I'm trying to say is that you have to trade John Wall right now. I'm not sure that most teams want it. Wanna, I don't know if he's tradable.
0: I think yeah. it, it would have to be a very specific situation. A exactly. team that does not have a good point guard whatsoever, or a good point guard core... Mm-hmm. Like a team like the Suns or the Magic. Yeah. Or a team that's really just talking about, for Bradley Beal or John Wall, a team that is desperate for a star desperate for because a, yeah, yeah. probably they have a star that they need to convince to stay. Mm-hmm. Talking about the Hornets or the Pelicans. the Pelicans. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think that John Wall is 1,000% one, 1, the player that you would like to trade. Bradley Beal is, yo- is younger. Bradley Beal is getting paid less. And in terms of talent, they're... Very, very um, close. They're very close. Right? I w- you, you'd probably put John Wall just a, b- just a bit above Bradley Beal. It could but, really go either but, way. But, uh, yeah, but it can go either way. Um, so you would, you would rather trade John Wall and build around Bradley Beale if you're the Wizards, if you're just trading one and not the other. The thing is, is that Bradley Beale is a lot easier to trade than John Wall because Bradley Beal is getting paid less in the future right so if you're a team even though you only have to match 19 million dollars you're looking at John Wall's contract like do we want a 33 year old guy getting paid 48 million dollars on our team in 4 years not really I'm looking
0: at you Chris Paul people don't people don't understand that that's a bad that's a bad deal for the rockets anyways yeah, continue yeah.
1: i mean so so i think that Bradley Beal is going to be would be much easier to get off the books teams would be much more quick to trade for bradley beal yeah but I think especially with especially with the news coming out
0: that it makes it look like john wall is maybe a locker room problem yeah that, that a lot of these issues think, are centered around him i would think if you trade bradley beal you would have to go for a win now situation mm-hmm. they, that's yeah my personal because then, the, then, then you're committing is, to yeah because then is why why is john wall on your team if then
1: you're, you're committing to four a year and you're then you're committing to the next four years having to try to build a team that can compete around a $48 million, 33-year-old John Wall, whatever it yeah. is. You have to you have to then commit to building. Because if you trade Bradley Beal, then you don't really have much, probably you don't
0: have many assets left to trade John Wall. Yeah. Also, John Wall's like 30. I think if... Mm-hmm. Mm, 28, 28. Oh, my, my bad. Um, but if you trade John Wall, and you you can get a package that's a bit younger, mm-hmm. and Bradley Beal, I'm pretty sure, is what, 25? 26? Um, 25. Twenty-five. Yeah. So Bradley Beal's fairly young. Yes. So you can. You could, you could definitely. You, you could get a package back with like an elite twenty-two-year-old or something and be fine. Exactly. Be fine and be set in four years. Brad- whereas, it, whereas if you trade Bradley Beal and you get and you get that same guy, he's hitting his prime when John Wall is mm-hmm. in the last year of his contract. Yeah. And Bradley Beal is on the contract for three years. Wh- what is he getting paid?
1: The final year of his contract, getting paid not even twenty-nine million dollars. That's a great deal. Currently
0: getting paid twenty-five. Goes up to almost twenty nine. Honestly, Bradley Beal—that's a very good deal. Yeah, but, but honestly, let's talk about Bradley Beal. I think, I think he's just a great player that teams want to trade for. I think, yeah. I think the demand is going to be high, which is why I think exactly like, that's why he's the easier player to trade yeah, for. And if I, you're a team, you look at you look at the Wizards roster, and you would rather pick up Bradley Beal to pair alongside an Anthony Davis and, and Kemba and, Walker. And that's why I think he is going to be the one to to yeah. get traded because he just he'll have a bigger market. Mm-hmm. And even though in a heartbeat the the yeah, 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 the wizards course. would would I think, rather I think trade everyone understands would that. rather yeah but like yeah I, mm-hmm. I, I would say Bradley Beal I think I legitimately think when he I think he's he's still increasing he's mm-hmm. still becoming a better player every year I think legitimately he's averaging like twenty two or something right now but I think he, and and taking the same amount of shots as John Wall which is mm-hmm. controversial But I think when he hits his prime when he's like twenty eight or something. I legitimately think he can average, like, 26, 27.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, if, if that's, he's on that's a team a, that's without a, John Wall, then, yeah. then right now he could average 26, 27. Yeah. I don't know about that. I, I would say I'd pick him at 24. All right. I think he'd get, he'd but is get he going to get like, like, better, like, yeah. past 25, you think?
0: I, I do. I right. legitimately do. All right. That's fair. And okay. lastly, let's talk about Otter Porter. I think yeah. he's getting paid $25 million thanks to the Brooklyn Nets trying to sign him. Yeah, uh, and the Wizards had to match his contract in, like, 2016 or something, 2017.
1: Otto Porter um, getting paid. He has a $28 million player option in 2020-2021, which is the last year of Bradley Beal's contract as well, which I'm going to go on a bit of a rant here, but you cannot be pit. Pe- uh, okay, will, should, will Otto Porter ever be an all-star? No. Is B- Otto Porter irreplaceable? As in, is it hard to find another player who plays like Otto Porter at about the same level? No. Kind of a 3 and D wing? No. It's not. Can you you find another wing who plays like Otto Porter, who's relatively young, fits that same 25 to 28-year-old timeline that you have in Bradley Beal and John Wall? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You can find a player that is very similar to Otto Porter
0: for way less than $28 million. Okay, but think about it. They, their teams often overplay, overpay people like that because mm-hmm. they have to, because they're yeah. a restricted free agent. And then the Brooklyn Nets seemingly always throw money at these people, like Zach sure, Levine, I'm, like Damari Carroll. I'm not sure that you like should have matched that. That's a big, big, big contract. They definitely shouldn't for, have in for, hindsight. Uh, for, like for the Brooklyn Nets old? do this to everyone. They yeah. they, they pay a, a bunch for players in restricted mm-hmm. free agency and they make they make you pay them uh i think at the time a team isn't willing to just let go of talent so that's why you get all these kind of very bad contracts that they shouldn't have signed like blake griffin no he's not on a good contract chris paul no he's not on a good contract but these john wall he's Mm -hmm. not on a good cap he's not on a good contract but they had to get they had to get uh these guys back because they can't just let them walk because that almost never kind of works out for you and you're just losing all this talent for nothing
1: Mm -hmm. and and then two also um big deals that they're that are two kind of similar non-all-stars non-irreplaceable players ian Ian
0: yamahimi yeah yamahimi (laughs) okay that was just a stupid trade but that that was 2016. Bismack Biyombo got paid that money. Timothy Malsgaard got paid that mm-hmm. money. Jokey yeah. Noah got paid that money. Centers got banked in 2016. That was <laughs> insane. And then all and then also
1: um, Austin Rivers getting paid like almost 13 yeah, million this that's, year. That's pretty cool. But what's good about those two deals is that they're that's a Austin Rivers is one year deal. But uh, Yamahimi is two year deal. So actually, that's pretty good in terms of like
0: expiring deals. Honestly, I don't think either of them will get traded because yeah. No, because the Wizards aren't going to be giving up so much salary regardless, Mm. so that it would be the other team that would have to throw in an overpaid guy Mm. to make it work. I think the one sort of point that sort of
1: sums up everything we just said about bad contracts is that this year the Wizards have $132 million tied up. Next year, they already have $116 million tied up. The year after that, they already have $101 million signed up. (laughs) two years in the future as in the 2020 2021 season they already have 101 million dollars tied up when they only have 132 million dollars tied up this season that's tough do <laughs> you only have 30 million dollars expiring over the next two years that's pretty insane they have that basically you that basically just says like if they don't do anything they have no cap room they have no future they they
0: need to do something because like they need to yeah all right want to talk about what they could do
1: yeah let's do that
0: okay like prospective teams that could trade for one of these dudes either Mm -hmm. honestly i i doubt auto porter would get traded it would have to be to a a rebuilding team like the nets or something Mm -hmm. but the nets in particular really want to keep their cast space because they've room for two max contracts yeah i'm saying they'll, they'll that they'll get anyone but if i was the nets i would keep that that uh, space for sure. Keep your options open. And if I'm if I'm looking at the or if I'm looking at the league standings, just all the teams at NBA, I don't really see a team that would want. Even even if he's young, like it's a limited guy who's probably never going to be an All Star. Yeah, I don't see him getting traded whatsoever with that contract. But like like we said earlier if a team's desperate enough they could definitely trade for john wall or just a team in general would want bradley beal i think teams that come to mind would definitely be the pelicans if you're a team Uh, sorry
1: if you're a team that has to prove to a guy in his contract year that we're committed to building around you and we want you to stay for the foreseeable future kemba walker anthony davis if you're one of those two guys and if you're one of those two franchises you want to see these guys on your roster
0: of course yeah so that's I would, I that's the kind
1: of taking one of these players is the kind of thing that besides kemba walker uh, and anthony davis takes you from something like you know like one of the bottom six seven eight seeds in the playoffs to four seed or something like that
0: or that could be a big just difference. convincing or, another you know, free agent the exactly LA Lakers.
1: or it's or if you're the franchise it's the difference between keeping that player and losing that player yeah. Anthony Davis if all of a sudden you have John Wall on the team, that makes them that makes the uh the Pelicans a much more
0: likely free agent destination. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the teams that would come to mind overall Lakers, I would say Pelicans to try to keep Anthony Davis. And we already I think talked about the, the, Hornets. the Hornets and I would say the Heat even though yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's tough cuz they have like one of the three highest caps in the in the league. And they're not mm-hmm. even that good. But but the Heat the Heat don't
1: really have a number one star right now. But and they have a lot of actually they, they, Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson he's is, not a, is becoming stop talking. Not not a star. Stop not talking. a star. But I'm what I don't mean is um, you're like just not, saying they don't want to trade him. What I don't what I, I didn't mean like they don't they have like a like bona fide star. What I mean is that they don't. I, what I meant to say was like they don't have a, like one player who's like their guy. Josh uh, and and I'm saying that Josh Hurderson is kind of becoming that. I would argue that that is so false. Goran Dragic, over Josh Hurderson. Yes, Josh Hurderson is the one guy that
0: if you're the Miami Heat is untouchable. Yeah, that's totally different than someone's best player. Because like obviously the Mavs like Luka Doncic might not be their best player, but he's the guy that they're not going to trade. Like that's that's just very kind of preposterous to me. But anyways, talking about the Heat like okay, Goran Dragic this year. 16.3
1: 16.3 points, 3.3 rebounds, 4.7 assists on 40% field goal shooting, and like 32% from three. Josh Richardson, I can tell you right now, I looked this up the other night, is averaging a bit over 20 points um, on better shooting. Uh, so 20.5 points, 3.9 rebounds, 3.3 assists on close to 45% f- field goal shooting, and close to 44% from 3. I would just argue small sample size. Yeah. I'm that's why I'm saying Josh Richardson is not a bona fide star. But he is the one piece that, that they that trade. they are not going to trade because you want to pair somebody next to him. Okay. Um that if that if if you're the Miami Heat, you're trying to pair Bradley Beal or John Wall or somebody else like or somebody else like them next to Josh Richardson, not
0: next to Goran Trajan. Yes. Okay. Or cuz he's or also like older. That. Yeah. Okay, so four teams I would consider. I don't know if you have another. Lakers, Pelicans, Heat, and Hornets. I think the Lakers may be a legit option, but of course with like all the superstars that are in trade rumors, they would have to give up young guys. How many young guys would you have to give up? Would you give up Alonzo? Would you give up Ingram? I think it, it comes down to would they give up Ingram? I would probably say the answer would be no Mm-mm. because they're already like they, – they know even with Bradley Beal they're not going to beat anyone. In the in the Western Conference Finals, yeah, or even the second round, maybe. So I think Magic is like a big guy on free agency. Like he didn't trade for Paul George, he didn't trade for Kawhi. We've seen. We haven't
1: seen them. We haven't seen the Lakers go out and make a big move. Yeah, exactly. So and and also keep in mind that I keep I I will bring this up like every time we mention the Lakers. LeBron signed a four year deal, not a one year or two year deal the Likers have time to go out and do something
0: they don't yeah. need to make a trade for Bradley Beal or John Wall yeah. this season and that's also potentially closing the door to Kevin Durant with uh Bradley Beal's contract mm-hmm. I, they, they could probably figure it out yeah but anyways talk about the Pelicans I think that they would love to get either one of these stars to, to convince Anthony mm-hmm. Davis they seem like a very desperate team yeah. just because Anthony Davis the the time is ticking I mm-hmm. think and that would that would put them in the lead to sign uh, to trade for John Wall in particular mm-hmm. as opposed to any other team because they have some. They have some assets, which I think are legit. They have Nikola Miritich, Solomon Hill, Etwan Moore. These are all guys that are kind of glue guys. Which, mm-hmm. uh, Julius Randle also, who's kind of young. Definitely,
1: Julius Randle I think would be the the centerpiece the of centerpiece, the trade. Yeah, yeah. And then and you, you also, throw in some picks or something as honestly, well.
0: Honestly, yeah, you throw in this year's first round pick because the Pelicans literally <laughs> never use their first round picks whatsoever. They mm-hmm. traded away for like Omar ashek They traded away for the only time uh, they, uh, the they Yeah, they they. they Threw it away for like nicole mirotic yeah yeah they just trade their first round picks so uh, it's it's whatever but
1: but think about if we think about bradley beal or john wall next to anthony davis nicole mirotic that's a good that's and a good I, team I,
0: by the way i don't think they would have to include drew holiday in it and i don't know no and that's not even mentioning drew holiday that's true i think that that um
1: john wall as as a, is a better playmaking point guard um, or is a better playmaking guard than than Bradley Beal. And, and Drew Holiday, more than anything, is going to be a scorer and lockdown defender more than a playmaker. So you would rather pair yeah. John Wall next to Drew yeah. Holiday than Bradley
0: Beal next to Drew Holiday. So I think that's a definite possibility. Yeah. We also kind of talked about the Heat a lot. Don't trade Josh Richardson. But I, th- I really think that they could maybe go for either of these guys, but they would have to dump some of their bad contracts, probably Dion Waiters, Tyler Johnson, which is just atrocious. his yeah. Contract.
1: They would probably have to give up like Justice Winslow as th- well. They would
0: have to give up, and they would probably have to give up a first round pick as well. Yeah. Because they don't. They have a bunch of kind of mediocre wings. Mm-hmm. But nothing. They don't have anything that's astounding. like Bradley. Maybe Beal. like Bam Adebayo also. Yeah. Um, and lastly, talking about the Hornets, I say yes or no to this deal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For Bradley Beal, yeah, Jeremy Lamb, Miles Bridges, uh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist for the salary and a mm-hmm. second round pick. Miles Bridges, um, who's Jeremy, Jeremy Lamb, Lamb, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, and a second rounder. If you're the Wizards, you gotta think about it.
1: I don't know that I'm ready to sit, to pull the trigger on that, but that is definitely gotta be a deal that like gets your wheels turning. like I makes think you it think is. About Jeremy yeah. Lamb
0: is very respectable. Whether it's Malik Monk or Miles Bridges, I honestly don't think it would really matter too much because we haven't seen enough of Malik Monk. Uh, Michael kidd Gilchrist, he's useless. Um, <laughs> and a second rounder. I think the Hornets aren't going to be... I mean, it, they, they would be fine. So, but the second rounder would probably be like mid, early mid, like early 40s, late mm-hmm. 30s. But yeah, I, I think... I think that's a legitimate possibility. That's that's definitely a very, very
1: reasonable and realistic trade. Free Kemba or get Kemba help. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be one or the other. Yeah. Please don't not make a move and then re-sign Kemba. Or Kemba, yeah. don't re-sign in Charlotte.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you f- for listening to this episode of Space to the Floor NBA Podcast. If you're listening on YouTube, leave it a like. That'd be great. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. That'd also be great. Uh, follow us on Instagram at SpaceTheFloorPodcast, Podcast and on Twitter at SpaceTheFloor. And we hope you enjoyed. Uh, my name is Connor Galen. I'm Connor Flannery. And see you next time. Peace.